Conversations with gospel artists, pastors Our faith is what got us through all the troubles and disasters Indeed we fell short, but the Lord never passed us Our belief in God is the most important factor It's the Velika B Project You're now tuned in to the Velika B Project With your host, Velika B Lover of God, founder and CEO of Set Apart and Chosen Sit back and relax and enjoy the conversation. Hello, 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 family. It's girl, Valika B, founder and CEO of Set Apart and Chosen. And if you're watching now, you're watching the rebroadcast of the Valika B Project. I am excited to come on again for another week. And we have our special guest, Chris A. Matthews. And he's here with me. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying to juggle. I'm trying to share. Chris, make sure you share. Make sure you share. Sir. <laughs> share the broadcast, guys. So I'm going to share really quick, and then we will jump on jump on with this interview. And guys, excuse me for, um, I'm always rushing, because I just came off another amazing interview over on the IG side with um, Dr. Earl Bynum. Like, he's an amazing, amazing, amazing artists. We love Earl Bynum over here. So really quick, let me just share this broadcast. Should have been this year. But while you're coming in, do me a favor, drop where you're logging in from, please. And thank you guys. And while you're doing that, I am going to share this broadcast to the Velika B page so we can go ahead and get started with our conversation. And while I'm doing that, let me bring on Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Glad to be here. Thank you. I'm juggling like I always do. Need to slow my behind down. Busy so, people get stuff done. <laughs> true. I mean, it's, it's true. That, that's true. Guys, do me a favor. Make sure you share this broadcast, please. And give us a shout out where you're logging in from. Please and thank you. I know we got a delay in the broadcast, but um, give me a shout out where you're logging in from. We would love to know. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Daniela. Where are you guys logging in? Phoenix. Hey, Phoenix. Have you ever been to Phoenix, Chris? I've not. That's on my list. <laughs> Do me a favor. While everyone is coming in, Chris, give them a little background about you for the ones that do not know who you are. So if you're just joining in, uh, one of the things I always like to let people know is I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. But more importantly, I'm also a relationship partner myself. Been with my wife, 16 amazing years, 13 married, three kids. So not only do I help other couples, I practice what I preach at home. I believe if you don't have it right in your own marriage, who are you to tell other people about their relationship? What are you saying? <laughs> like, who are you going to tell me what to do when y'all start jacked up? <laughs> right. Like, I'm just. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why, I mean, they say you don't want to go to a barber that doesn't have a good haircut or a beautician that doesn't have her hair done. Girl, so you don't want to go to a therapist. Do you ever comb your hair? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Funny. We got um, Connecticut in the building, Michigan in the building. Guys, if you know somebody or yourself who needs some relationship advice, I have the perfect person on here with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to call you doctor so bad. So you're going to get that degree. You're going to become a doctor one day. <laughs> But this is an amazing thing. Do me a favor, share the broadcast and we can discuss this conversation. But tonight, guys, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about a little bit about intimacy. 
You ready for that? <laughs> Look at you ripping your hands. Come on here. Okay. <laughs> so my first question to you, and guys, if you do have any, if you have any, any, any questions or you want to chime in, drop the question here. Make sure you keep it clean because um, I don't have time to be racing and blocking. Georgia's in the building. Okay, cool. What's up? That's what's up. Um, do cus- Do couples who plan everything have time, have any room for spontaneity? So spontaneity, depending on the stage of your relationship, can be overrated. There are a lot of couples I counsel, whether it be same-sex, heterosexual couples, despite who or what they're into, there are different types of intimacy and connection. So intimacy isn't just sex. Intimacy is closeness and connection in general. If you're busy, meaning you have kids, a bustle and hustle schedule, sometimes you just got to fit it in how you can. I would I would say out there to those that are listening, some sex or some intimacy is better than no sex or no intimacy, meaning it's a tool used to sustain closeness and connection. For a lot of men, sex is oriented into esteem and confidence. For women, it can also be designed as a tool that allows a person to feel shared and connected with their partner. So if you're busy and you don't have time for sex and it be a 30 minute, 45 minute spectacle, just create moments where you can just do something quick and easy with your partner. And, you know, a lot of times couples ask, well, is it okay to plan sex? Depends on the stage of life you're in. If you're busy, I'd rather a couple plan to make it happen than not have it happen at all. Okay. But some people might say something is better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I was watching um, some, some TV shows and they were talking about like planning sex and does it take out the thrill? I believe that when you connected with your partner, you vibe and you're on the same page, there are different types of sex and there are different types of intimacy. You might have just a quick exchange. It doesn't need to be a marathon every time. You may have something you know, where you consider vacation sex or intimacy and closeness when the kids are gone versus stop. Hey, you know, the kids still awake. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it should be fun. You should allow your partner and you to explore and be light about it. It doesn't have to be anxiety provoking to just be connected with your partner. A lot of women, sometimes I hear in counseling, they'll say, well, I don't want to, you know, do little things with my man because he automatically is going to turn that into sex. So then they just don't do anything. Just communicate. And, and a lot of time with guys, we don't want to believe that it's not going to happen for us. It's okay. All right. What's the angle? What's the end game? If you let your guy know up front talking to ladies, Hey, it's going to go down, you know, relax. At that point we can enjoy the dinner. We can enjoy the movie. We don't have to have that thought in the back of our head. I wonder if it's going to happen or not. So, you know, that's a type of planning of intimacy in a way as well. Okay, done. What What's going on? Um, this is um, Chris' third week on here. It's love month. So I wanted to bring in a, like a relationship. I want to call your relationship coach as well. But will I say therapist or counselor? I mean, you, you could say therapist, coach, counselor. Uh, lux- luckily, I have a lot of letters behind my name, so <laughs> it's going to all fit. <laughs> but you know what? Gloria just made a point. Gloria, Gloria said, um, blessings, I am a widow and I'm not inter- interested in being remarried. So the topic isn't for me. I will share. What would you say to someone like Gloria who don't 
went through a death um, with her mate or spouse. And, you know, like I'm burnt out with this. I don't, I don't want to get remarried. So I'm not interested in this. So what type of um, advice you can give her? So connection and closeness with another person doesn't always have to be sex. If Gloria doesn't desire to get married or, you know, give her body to another person, then she can still give her time, energy, and attention by way of a call or a nice outing or connecting with a person around a good book or conversation or movie. So I believe that humans in general desire connection until we die. It doesn't always have to be the the highest level when you look at sex or, or what have you. So I would say, Gloria, still don't just discount the, any connection whatsoever because of the position you're in. You have a lot of life left. And I'm sure that your partner who's passed would still want you to be happy as well. Got you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, let's, um, let me ask this real quick. How do you help couples who are considering divorce or separation? So the first thing is to help couples move out of this place of being uncertain. Mm-hmm. And if you are in a position where you have external assets, children, you have a lot of time together, you share a home, it's it's going to be harder to just call it quits. So when couples come in to meet with me, it's usually the last dance. It's the this is it tour. Mm-hmm. And there's a type of counseling called discernment counseling. And in discernment counseling, it's going to conclude with one of three outcomes. You're either going to go back and retreat and keep your same cycle going and no change is going to occur. Or you're going to make an effort to join and do deep therapy over a long period of time to get the results you desire. Mm -hmm. Or you may decide, hey, let's just depart and do it in a calm and peaceful manner. And that can look like mediation where you're just divvying up assets versus having to make a nasty court, you know, trial case out of it all. So I help couples make their mind up. I help couples pick a decision that's healthy for them both. And sometimes one partner may still want to continue to fight, but you can't fight for a relationship that another partner doesn't want to stay in. Right. Right. That's true. Very true. Now, what are some of the common reasons besides infidelity that you're hearing far as people want to file for divorce? They were together just because they had kids and they fell out of love a long time ago. And now the kids are out of the house and they now have an excuse to where one or both partners feels like mission accomplished. We've raised the children, so let's go ahead and be happy. Another reason is they stopped being lovers and they became roommates and they both just got tired of the inevitable. Another issue or concern is that there could be a life transition or a trauma that occurs And one partner just shuts down Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to reconnect. A lot of times this very, very tough for couples when they lose a kid, when when a couple loses a kid together, Mm -hmm. that can have ripples of ripple effects across the entire marriage or relationship. And then boundary issues. There are a lot of people who divorce or separate because their friends or family get involved and they end up being a cancer and they destroy the relationship that the two people have together. Another one I forgot to mention, substance abuse. That's huge too. That's another deal breaker for a lot of people as well. Mm -hmm. That's true. 
That's true. Now, Tanya, thank you um, for chiming in, Dunn. Um, Tanya just asked a question. She said, what if you are dating and both people um, need counseling and the relationship is toxic? What do you think this person should do? A lot of couples who are dating come into counseling or they'll come into retreats that I host as well that are for dating partners. The first thing that you should do if you're in a dating relationship that's toxic, first identify what you want, your own value and Mm self-worth. And that usually is is a great mechanism to pull you away from the person that you're with in the sense of realizing you can't change other people. Mm-hmm. You can't make someone be who you want them to be. They're going to be who they choose to be. So right. you got to determine, do you have enough esteem and value to put up with it? Or are you going to rise outside of that relationship? You can grow out of that relationship. So I would advise a person that's in a toxic relationship to first slow down and look at what role you play. Because you can't control other people's decisions. You can only control your response. And at that point, it's a matter of figuring out what you want. Gotcha. So definitely when somebody coming in, even if they're married and if they're in an abusive relationship, and I'm not talking about verbal, I'm talking about physical. That's different. Yeah, that's that's different. So if you're in an abusive physical, um, a physically abusive relationship, then there's a lot of help out there. But you got to be very strategic because depending on how aggressive the abuser is, it may be unsafe for you just to immediately seek out counseling or help. So I would advise first and foremost, contacting the the domestic violence prevention organizations that are out there and they can walk you through a plan on how to detach from that abuser in a safe fashion. They have safe houses in a lot of cities now where you can go into counseling and they actually have the buildings where the cell phone uh, cell phone signals aren't able to be tracked because if you're in an abusive relationship, you're playing with your life at that point. And a lot of partners are stuck in this mentality thinking they can't get out. Mm-hmm. And I've actually created an intimate violence prevention program, that intimate partner violence prevention program, which is an online course that helps walk people through the signs and symptoms that you might miss when starting or initiating a relationship. Absolutely. And another question, um, I'm just trying to come up with questions on top of my head. Some things I don't heard before. Um, oh, a long time ago, when I first started the page, it was a young lady who sent me um, an email and her, and it was like forgiveness. And we were talking about spiritual forgiveness. So, um, and it's a mental thing too. So that's why I'm asking you now. Like, she was like, how, how do you forgive your mom? How do you forgive your mom when her boyfriend, um, sexually molested you from the age of six to the age of 17 or something like that? And I was like, my question was like, why do you got to forgive your mom? Like what happened? She said, because my mom is still with him. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh. So mentally, how do mentally that a person to that caliber get help or it's not even the point of forgiveness. It's the point of forgiveness, but it's also you have so much in your head. You don't dealt with this all your life. Mm -hmm. So what do you tell someone like that? I I dropped a whole different thing, but it was on top of my You're good because there are two types of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. The first person that you have to forgive is yourself 
because that young that lady you're describing, she's not a causation to what occurred. So she mm-hmm. has to realize that she didn't put that upon herself. Sometimes right. when you're a victim of abuse, your your brain tricks you into thinking that it was your fault. Mm-hmm. It's not her fault. So learning how to forgive herself and realize that she didn't do anything to cause that. You don't you don't cause anyone to harm you in that fashion. The second piece is the forgiveness has to be earned. It's not for her mother to be forgiven. It's for her mother to earn her forgiveness. And that comes by way of understanding. Mm-hmm. So if her mother is still with the abuser, then in my opinion, that would be a lack of understanding or a lack of even wanting to understand. In other words, her mother is in a denial state where if I accept the fact that this man abused you, then what does that say about me? What does that say about my decision making to be in love with someone who's a monster, essentially? So, you know, I I think at this point, it would really be more about her forgiving herself and and not worrying about the validation of mom at that point, because mom is in a whole nother, a whole nother level of loss if she's still with the man. Right. 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 Um, do anybody anybody else on here have any other question for Brother Chris while we have him here? You will be with us one more week, right? I will. First, yeah. One more week. Okay. Um, anybody have any other questions? Let's see. Why is the mom still with him? You know what? Um, done. Um, yeah, done. Yeah, it, it, it's when it, it came over that night. That was my thing. Like, it's like to me, you're choosing this man who your daughter clearly told you that you're having, you know, he have had these things to her pretty much don't mess up her entire childhood. Mentally, you don't even know where she's going to be at because that thing is going to follow her, especially and, back then. And that's, and that's what trauma trauma does, right? Like right. Trauma, trauma can sink in and impact not only you, but all your future relationships. Right, so, right in talking to your partner, identifying what they've experienced, because you don't just date the person, you date all of their past experiences that led them to be who they are in that moment. Right. So, you know, one of the questions that I like to pose to couples is, do you really know your partner or are you just know, are you just um, learning who their representative is? Right. And that representative is the person that you meet at the beginning that puts on the best foot first or, 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 the, or the show per se, but when mm-hmm. you really get to know a person and peel back those layers, you'll then have more data or evidence to, to then assess if that's somebody you need to be with forever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, on the subject of intimacy, when you start having sex with a person, there's a physiological shift, right? Your brain is releasing chemicals and endorphins that make you feel connected to that person. So I'll counsel a lot of partners and they'll say, Wow, this individual is has a very you know bad temper. They don't make as much money as I would like. I don't get along with their family, but we have good sex. So, mm-hmm. sex is a tool. It's designed to pull you close. But you want to ask yourself, do I need to be close to this individual? What other areas in in, in their life are they going to fit to make me better outside of just sex? Right. Right. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, um, do anybody else have any questions? Because we're going to end up wrapping this conversation. I like wrapping up early simply so I can um, 
place it on a, of course, we're going to put it on the podcast, but I want to send this over the radio as well. So um, is there, is there any more questions for brother Chris? Okay, cool. All right. So um, other than that, we're good. Thank you so much for joining us again on another great week. Um, Let everyone know really quick how to follow you. So on Instagram, Relationship Counseling Tools. Also, I have a website you can visit, chrisamatthews.com with two Ts, chrisamatthews.com. Or you can get me on Instagram and Facebook at Relationship Counseling Tools. Okay. Really quick, Dunn asked, what education did you intake to give this kind of information? So I have a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. I'm also American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists approved supervisor and a licensed marriage and family therapist. So two years of graduate school, over 2000 hours of delivering couples counseling and uh, 16 years of marriage, excuse me, 13 years of marriage, 16 years of being a partner and three kids. So education and life experience. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you again so much for joining me again on this week. We got one more week with them. Possibly we, we're working on something else. So hopefully that'll go through. Um, but thank you so much again for t- tuning in. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Um, Gloria said that was some good information in all areas. Thank you, Gloria. <laughs> so guys, do me a favor. We do appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining the Velika B Project. Until next week. God bless, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Well, that concludes this episode of the Velika B Project with your host, Velika B. Until next time we meet, be blessed.